listen, a year ago, Surf City wasn't happening, and now we're here, and now it's done. And that's sad. Um, I laugh to deal with sadness, guys. Um, I can't believe it's, it's time to go, and it's bizarre. It's been such a quick week for so many reasons, um, but such a good week, just so filled from start to finish. Uh, the, the joy and laughter that, to share with you guys has been awesome. Like, I don't know how many tube rides I went on yesterday, but I'm going to remember it because my body will never be the same. Um, <laughs> Right now, you guys bounce back. Like, you're going to be on a bus ride, and I don't bounce back. So I just bounce off the water. Um, yeah, it, it's something. Look, Surf City is a, a special, special place. But I would be remiss if we didn't end on uh, a good note. I, I mean, I feel like we always end on a good note. But we spent the week talking about these things because I... I I can only share what I know to be true, and I just think this is like the truth of what Jesus has, has given me over the years, and I hope you get it too. We started in the garden. We started talking about being image bearers. We started talking about what it means to be in community. We talked about our need to reflect God's image. We talked about like the importance of how everything we do matters. We talked about how in life we have to constantly check what we're aiming at. We have to make sure that even with our best intentions that we're continuing to check our, our heart and check the fruit of our lives because sometimes we look for fulfillment in places that can't give it. We talked about like Jesus' work on the cross and how before any of us had, had even been born, Jesus said, no, I'm going to do this on your behalf. And that the cross isn't a place of shame, but it's a place of reconciliation, of bringing us back into that relationship, bringing us back out of the woods, calling our name so that we too can come out of that grave. I mean, the cross is what it all hinges on. And we also talked about doubt and faith and how faith isn't the absence of doubt. It's the response to doubt that, that sometimes even when we're trying our hardest, we don't feel all the feels and that's okay. Belief is a response to our environment. It's a response to the world around us. And you know, we've talked about the imperfection of being humans and how even characters in scripture were imperfect, the disciples were imperfect, and that is something we should rejoice in because God calls you to be you where you are so that he can take you where he intends you to be. And that is so, so, so important. It's liberating, it's freeing because it means that we don't need to live up to the world's standards. Or even the standards you put on yourself, you just need to live with Jesus. And it sounds so like cheesy and cringy and simple, but I'm telling you if, you, if you just accept how easy it is, God will take you where you need to go. Jesus said, unless you come like a child, you won't be able to enter the kingdom. And I think there's just this beauty in that. There's a difference between being childlike and being childish. Childish is wanting it our way, wanting everything to go the way we had planned Throwing the tantrum when we don't get what we want. Childlike is that, that beautiful freedom to say, yeah. That, that beautiful embrace of a child and their friends or a child and their parents where nothing else matters. The world melts away and there's just immeasurable joy. That's what our life and faith is supposed to be about. And so I want to share one last thing. 
So this is after the resurrection. This is a, a, a passage of scripture known as the Great Commission. You've probably heard it before, but I want to read it to you today before we send you out to go back to your homes. So it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus directed them, and when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Really? After the resurrection, they're still doubting? All right, come on. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This passage was the last thing Jesus says to the disciples before he goes. And he promised them to leave the Holy Spirit with them. But, but one of the most important things here is that last line, I am with you always to the end of the age. Sometimes we get so caught up in the beautiful moments that happen in places like Surf City that we think they can't happen anywhere else. But God is present wherever you go. There, there is no place where you can contain what God does. Sometimes we separate the world into holy and secular or church stuff and other stuff. And it's like, no, 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 we're too limited. We can't put God in a box. God is wherever you go. God can be praised and worshiped wherever you go. Your schools, the sports you play, the hobbies you have, the homes you live in, it doesn't matter if it's a great situation or a bad situation. God breaks through at every place we let him in because God is bigger than we can conceive of. When he says, I'm with you always, it means through the good and the bad. It means through the doubt and the faith moments. It means through the teary-eyed songs and through the stale, dry bone moments. God is with you always. This place is where things happen totally. 20 minutes of silence, great. You know, you can be silent for 20 minutes anywhere. I'm sure your leaders would love that sometimes. <laughs> silence, solitude, prayer, dancing, worship, it's all everywhere. It's all around us if we allow God to break through into our lives, and he wants to. Your faith isn't just for Sundays or Wednesdays or camp weeks. It's supposed to to break through every part of our lives. Sometimes people talk about full-time ministry, like, do you wanna go be a pastor? Listen, I don't care what your answer to that question is because if you follow Jesus, your life is full-time ministry. The way you take trash out, that's your ministry. The way you talk to your friends, that's ministry. The way that you talk to your parents, that's ministry. Everything we do matters. Now, this, this passage is called the Great Commission, and a commission is a commandment, it's a, it's a charge, but the words, it's, it's in there. It's co-mission, co-mission. It's cooperative. It's supposed to be not just for one person. It's not like your mission, should you choose to accept it. It's like, no, all of your missions together, because why? Image bearers are made to be in community. It's not good to be alone. We're not supposed to go out alone and do this. No, our faith is reflected when we go together. And we proclaim the good news. And the good news is for everybody. Not any one special group. Not the group that you like the most. It's actually when Jesus is on earth, it's for the lowest of the low. For the people society left out. 
And our commission together is to go and share the good news. And what is it that Jesus came to die for us and he rose for us and he goes with us wherever we go? And that means in your worst moments when you feel like you just keep missing the mark, he's with you there too. Remember, like, the disciples weren't perfect. Thomas doubted. Even in this passage, it says they went up the mountain, but some doubted. They saw a man come back from the dead, and they're like, is that really the guy, though? Are we sure? It, Jesus doesn't condemn them there. He says, no, 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 it's time for you to get this. Your commission is to go spread the good news of the gospel. There's this uh, dusty old church guy. So I like to talk about the ancient church. His name's Francis of Assisi, and he says, preach the gospel, and when necessary, use words. Your lifestyle reflects what you believe and who you follow. The commission that Jesus gives the disciples before he ascends into heaven is to go preach the good news. With your words, absolutely, but your actions tell people so much more. So, so, so much more. And so to wrap up with this, this idea of togetherness, this is a famous image that the Apostle Paul uses, and I've summarized it here. We'll read a few verses, but we aren't supposed to be alone. And we talk about Jesus, and we talk about Jesus' body, and then he, he, he kind of flips it all on its head, and he says, no, 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 we are the body of Christ together. We are the church, capital C, doesn't matter your denomination. It doesn't matter if you're young or middle-aged or really, really old. Like, we are the church, period. And we reflect God together. And he says that we are like a body. Let me read this for you. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink living water. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many parts. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. We together are the body. What I left out in the middle of these examples Paul gives, like, can the foot say to the eye, I don't need you? Or can the eye say to the hand? And we can just keep going. Who wants to be the gallbladder of this body? Not me, but we need you. The appendix, we actually need you, it turns out, after all these years. Sure, you can get rid of some of these parts. You can cut off a foot and still live. But what Paul is talking about here. Talking about the body of many parts, it's like every time we leave someone out, we're hurting the body. We're hurting our image reflection status. We're hurting our ability to be community. We're hurting our ability to take the good news out there. The body is all of us being who God made us to be. Quirks and all. Weird laughs and all. I've heard some weird laughs this week. But I love it. I got a weird laugh too. Yeah. Whatever I just heard, keep that to yourself. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
the body, feet, hands, brains, eyes. Some of you are good at speaking. Some of you are good at singing. Some of you are, are good at cutting the tension in a room. Some of you are good at just pontificating and reading John Piper books next to the water tubing. I mean, like, some of you do backflips off sand dunes so we get sweet shots for a video. Some of you just dance because you want to. Some of you get so into pickleball like you might break an ankle. Like, these are all things that have the capacity to point beyond yourself if you let it because everything we do matters. The commission, the co-mission of the church of the body is to go preach the good news through your words and through your actions because everything we do matters.